0: super talk mississippi media production specializing in ford nissan chrysler dodge jeep and rams corinthautogroup.com and fordofcorinth.com where cars and happy drivers meet visit us now in person or online with experience you deserve you're listening to the rebel report podcast where it's all old mess all the time Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in on this Thursday morning to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borke. Glad that you guys are with me. So, two games yesterday, one in basketball, obviously one in baseball as well, to talk about on this edition of the show. Follow me, by the way, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcasts, pull out your phone. Your favorite podcast app, I recommend Spotify, but whichever one you want to use, search Rubble Report, subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So we will start with basketball, and last night's game was really the uh, the nail in the coffin for, uh, for Ole Miss. They still had uh, an outside shot at making the NCAA tournament. If you believe Jerry Palm, they had an inside shot at making the NCAA tournament, but even after this loss, I don't think winning out will put them back on the right side of the bubble. They're going to have to string a bunch of wins together and uh, make a mini run in the SEC tournament to give themselves a, an opportunity. And uh, But let's talk about the game itself. Alabama 103, Ole Miss 88. Ole Miss went into the halftime locker room with a three-point lead. Alabama scored 64, 64 second-half points. It's a uh, high-capacity offense. They score on basically everybody. It's uh, the first time, what, in two decades that a team has scored 95 points or more in as many consecutive games as Alabama has. I mean, it's a really, really good team. They have what feels like a billion guys that can shoot the ball from the outside. They're really good. Uh, but there are still some things uh, that I think Ole Miss did poorly that we can talk about here as uh, as well. So a little bit of uh, box score stuff for Ole Miss. First of all, Brakefield led the team in scoring. 7 of 11 from the field, Uh, he made two of his four three-point shots. Uh, Alan Flanagan came off the bench. I assume it was some kind of punishment, but he still played 32 minutes, so not exactly uh, a punishment for that elbow that he threw in the South Carolina game. He actually led scoring, by the way. Brakefield was the starter that led scoring. Doesn't matter. Flanagan had 28, 7 of 10 from the field. He made 12 of his 15 free throws. Got to the line a lot. Uh, also had six boards. Uh, Matt Burrell only got up nine shots last night. That's something we talk about a lot, and uh, it's a a futile conversation at this point, but he had 12. Uh, Jalen Murray had nine. He was 3 of 11 from the field. Ole Miss, shooting splits not bad. 52, 36, and 77. Really not all that bad. I mean, they, they... offensively, they played well last night for the most part, except for when they get bogged down. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. But they scored 88 points. Here's the issue, though, for, uh, for Ole Miss in this game. They only had seven second-chance points, seven fast-break points, uh, 28 points in the paint to Alabama's 40. Alabama had 20 second uh, second second-chance points to Ole Miss's 7. Ole Miss's biggest weakness showed itself again. Alabama had 14 offensive rebounds. Ole Miss uh, only got out-rebounded by 5, but Alabama had 14 offensive rebounds. Ole Miss had just 7. And here's really a, a glaring stat. Ole Miss had 14 turnovers to Alabama's 8. Uh, so, uh, you know, turning the basketball over and giving up offensive rebounds to that offensive team is going to lead to you giving up over 100 points and uh, and losing a, a a game. So uh, the, the game started about as well as it possibly could have for Ole Miss. Ole Miss came out of the gate, uh, aided a little bit by Alabama just not shooting the basketball particularly well. But w- with this team, it, it's so fascinating how they can play stretches of brilliant basketball and then turn around and have 10, 15 minutes of, like, gross incompetence. So Ole Miss came out of the gate. Uh, they played inside out. They got Cisse, uh early, easy looks at the basket. They moved the ball around. They played with good pace. They matched Alabama's energy. They made outside shots and built up a, a pretty sizable lead there in the first half. And Alabama came back some, but Ole Miss weathered that storm. Could have uh, gone better in the last four minutes of the first half. But at halftime, despite Alabama getting hot at the end of the half, Ole Miss played really well, and and they had the opportunity, coming out of the, the halftime locker room, to get this win that could get them back in the NCAA tournament conversation. And instead, they played about as bad as you could play in the first few minutes of the second half. Turnovers, 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 Alabama made shots, sloppy turnover, offensive rebound. Alabama had like four offensive rebounds in the first few minutes of the second half that immediately led to baskets. And... Ole Miss fought their way back again, but by that point, it kind of felt like the game was over. Alabama got hot. Ole Miss couldn't match that. But what I can't figure out, I'm not smart enough to to know why this happens, but for some reason, Ole Miss will have these stretches of, of games where they go from confident, moving the basketball around, focused energy on defense, to stretches like you saw last night where they would get into an offensive set and it would just be like here one guy just dribbling 40 feet from the basket or or whatever it is and you get into these isolation back downs uh, that that lead to like a one pass possession and a hand in face contested long mid-range shot and they played themselves out of this game I think now again Alabama's really, really good. They score on everybody. I mean, they are 12 and 3 in the SEC. They're some people think they're a, a title contender. I don't think they play good enough defense for that. But still, that's the kind of conversation that this team is in. So that that is that is true. Alabama's really, really good. They have better players than Ole Miss. So beating them last night would have been a difficult task, regardless. But when Ole Miss does things to themselves like they did last night for long stretches, they give themselves no opportunity to win. Again, offensive rebounds, that's an effort thing to me. And some people disagree with that. I think there's going to be a disagreement later on on the radio show today. I think Ole Miss did not give themselves a chance to win because of uh, lazy play. And and that's going to get disagreed with later because we've already had our, our, our call this morning. Uh, so that's going to get disagreed with offensive rebounding the the volume of offensive rebounds that Ole Miss gave up last night it's that's not skill it's it's effort it's lazy there were lazy passes that led to easy turnovers Ole Miss was bad in transition defense last night and then the the most glaring thing to me that stood out the most about this game is when Ole Miss makes a big three-point shot in a part of the game that was still tight as of that moment. The player that made the shot is celebrating that made shot with the student section while Alabama is putting the ball in the basket on the other end of the floor. That lack of discipline in a must-win life-on-the-line game is glaring to me. Again, losing to Alabama, it, it happens to a lot of people. I understand that. But things like that have got to be so incredibly frustrating with um, our four Chris Beard. Excuse me. Sorry, lost my train of thought for a second. But that, that's got to be frustrating for Chris Beard. But the, the lack of discipline that they displayed last night, I think, is a problem. Alabama's a team that likes to move fast. They like to get up and down the court. And when you're celebrating a three-point shot, instead of getting back on defense, knowing that Alabama likes to get, get the ball moving quickly, they like to get out in transition and catch you sleeping. They did that over and over and over again to Ole Miss last night. But a veteran player in a game like that against an opponent like that, doing something like that is just such a glaring example of lack of discipline. The the amount of wide-open uh, corner threes that Alabama got because either A, poor communication on defense, uh, lack of awareness, or laziness on closeouts is glaring. It's a team that you, uh, you have to match up with on the perimeter, and so many times an Ole Miss defender got caught kind of just in no-man's land uh, around the free-throw line just kind of looking around. Alabama makes a swing pass, and there's a guy with a wide-open three-point shot, and of course he makes it because it's Alabama. So Alabama's really good, but the uh, the lack of discipline, I thought, was pretty glaring for Ole Miss last night, and that's disappointing to see considering what was on the line for, for that team last night. Too many easy buckets in transition, too many open looks for Alabama, uh, ball movement getting stagnant for periods of time. It uh, it, it was an ugly... Uh, not not an ugly performance because, you know, they scored 88 points and they had a halftime lead and all that, but they, they play stretches of ball where they are where they're undisciplined and, and they play selfish basketball. And again, I'm not smart enough to know why they do that. I just, I see it. And I think all of you guys see it as well. That was not their best effort for 40 minutes last night. And that's a thing that, frankly, I think if we're being honest, is something that we have been able to say for weeks now that they're not playing their best basketball. You're not getting their best effort for, for for 40 minutes against this Alabama team. If you are not immediately after an offensive possession looking to match up and get back on defense as fast as you can, that that's not that's not a talent issue. And so the, the season the season's not over. Uh, they can certainly you know find their way into the NIT and hosting an NI, NIT game. I think would be cool uh, in, in year one. Uh, when Ole Miss has done that in the past, fans have showed out and created a cool environment. Um, but they've got to they've got to play better. And now that they are essentially eliminated from the NCAA tournament, getting a team that already goes through stretches of lackadaisical play, I wonder if it's going to be hard to get them to focus. So uh, Chris Beard talked about a lack of discipline after the game last night. It's uh, that, that's a tough pill to swallow. Not for sure, because they had their chances. Alabama's a really, really, really good team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, their lead—Sears was their worst shooter from outside last night. He was 3 of 8 from 3. I mean, they they were 15 of 37 from 3, but the thing is they made 53% of them in the second half. They made nine three-point shots in the second half and kind of ran away from Ole Miss. It's a good team, but Ole Miss did not do everything they could— to win that game last night, I don't think. They could have played better, and uh, and they did not. So uh, we'll see what they do moving forward. We'll get to baseball here in a second after I tell you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. ABSMS.com, that's the website if your Mississippi business is in the market for office technology. And again, you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Check them out again. ABSMS.com for all of your office technology needs. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me, Advantage Business Systems ABSMS.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. We've got 16 locations here in Mississippi. I did visit uh, my Priority One Bank location yesterday to set up my, uh, my special savings account uh, so I can start saving up to take my son to the World Cup. I was in and out in less than five minutes. It was a pretty streamlined and pretty awesome experience, uh, to be uh, quite honest with you. I just, boom, in and out, done uh, at my local Priority One Bank location because they make me their priority. They do it every day uh, with you, and uh, they do it with me. They treat me like uh, a friend, and they will do the same for you because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. Okay, baseball yesterday, and a continuation... Uh, last night was a continuation of something that we talked about uh, yesterday. And it's that things just looked right for Ole Miss yesterday. Now, Missouri State is actually, uh, I think they're a pretty good team, pretty good program in, in general, but uh, watched some of their games with Southern Miss this past weekend. And frankly, they should have won that series. Uh, they lost 4-3, to won 3-1, to and lost 5-4. to and that's in Hattiesburg against a really good Southern Miss team. That's what they did this weekend. And so uh, Missouri State is not your typical, like, very poor midweek team either. Like, that's this not a bad win last night for Ole Miss, but they were dominant yet again. They win 12 to 3. They took care of business. It wasn't perfect, but it looked right. And like I said yesterday, I have no idea what this team's ceiling is uh, just yet. I really have no idea, but I do know that yet again, yesterday, Ole Miss looked the way they were supposed to look. Again, twelve to three. They pitched a bunch of guys yesterday. Uh, they, they got Mallets and Nichols, their uh, their midweek work uh, as well. Riley Maddox started for uh, for Ole Miss last night. They gave up just three hits and in three innings, but two runs, uh, walked a couple as well in that. But um, Mallets was good, struck out two in his one inning, uh, didn't give up a hit. Uh, Mason Nichols did give up a hit, but he struck out three. Liam Doyle struck out two in his one inning of work. Austin Simmons was really good uh, yesterday. Two complete, just one hit, did give up a run, but struck out three. He's He's got something there, uh, does uh, Austin Simmons. There is some real potential there and some electricity with this stuff from the left side. So, uh, Ole Miss pitched it well, again, against a, a good Missouri State team for the most part. Um, they, they got some midweek work for some of their pitchers that they're going to need this weekend uh, against Iowa. But also, a couple of other things happened. Uh, Braden Randall started, by the way, uh, at shortstop instead of Luke Hill, and he comes in and has a a, a couple of hits, scored three runs. Uh, Trayson Hughes, uh, I don't know if he broke his slump just yet because it's one game, but Ole Miss recruited him expecting him to be better than he's been so far this season just kind of struggling out of the gate he had three hits last night did Trayson Hughes that's big for him hopefully that's boosting his confidence some but you had a hit from Groff and Fisher and and Ross and uh, LeJay he had two RBIs uh, so the hits were scattered around a a little bit for Ole Miss but um, you got to build some confidence with the bottom of your lineup Uh, Braden Randall again looked good Spelling uh, Luke Hill. I don't know if that's a, a sign of uh, possibly you're going to see more of him. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was just a day off for Hill or or, or what. But uh, that's a good sign that, that Brayden Randall gave them something. But uh, I keep repeating myself, but I think it bears repeating. Ole Miss looked right yet again. And now that's four games in a row after a really sluggish start where things just looked the way that they were supposed to look. And that's encouraging because they haven't played high-level competition yet. But to me, Missouri State's better than Arkansas State, who beat Ole Miss last week. Missouri State's better than High Point, who beat Ole Miss on Friday night. And they were dominant and took care of business. It's noteworthy, no doubt. Up next, though, is Iowa. And what an interesting test they're going to be for, uh, for Ole Miss. Everybody's talking about Brody Brecht. The, uh, the power arm that Ole Miss is going to see tomorrow night, Kendall Rogers on our show called him a, uh, a top 10 pick, like a, a legit power arm, throws in the triple digits, a, a, a complete player uh, or a complete pitcher, I should say, for Iowa. He's going to present a lot of problems for Ole Miss. He's built like a linebacker too, by the way. He's 6'4", 235. Just a, a big dude with a big arm and a, a really good pitcher. He's obviously only pitched twice so far this year. Uh went four and a third, only gave up one hit and a run at Seaton Hall, and then pitched against auburn uh the other night the uh, Iowa lost five to seven, but uh he was good six complete only gave up two hits, also two runs, but only gave up two hits to a good auburn club uh in six complete where I was very vulnerable apparently is uh is in the bullpen very very poor. Uh, after him and so what I'm curious to see for, for Ole Miss tomorrow night really good measuring stick for them and not necessarily like in a scoring runs fashion because Brecht is going to shut down a lot of teams this year if Kendall's right and he is a future top 10 pick if Ole Miss doesn't score a lot of runs tomorrow night on him like that's okay I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's a disaster he's a true power arm what I'm watching for closely though is if this Ole Miss team that's that's gained a little bit of confidence at the plate can work counts, can have quality at bats, can chase him uh, to to get him out of the game in the fifth inning if they can run that pitch count up and get to that bullpen because they're going to see arms like him in the SEC. You're you're not going to score a bunch uh, when you get into conference play. So can you though? Work counts. None of these. First pitch swinging, lazy ground ball to the shortstop type stuff that you see sometimes. Can they work counts? Can they chase him? That's what I'm really watching for uh, tomorrow night is what kind of at-bats do you get from Ole Miss? I'm not necessarily looking at runs or even hits, but I'm looking at pitch count and quality at-bats for this Ole Miss team. That'll be a really good test uh, for this offense tomorrow and, and something to pay close attention to is what it looks like. Again, I keep talking about optics, but what does it look like when they are hitting against a power arm like this? Because they haven't seen one yet this year. They've beaten up on some bad teams, gaining some confidence, though. What does it look like tomorrow? If they can chase him, then they have a really good chance at winning this series. Iowa kind of limps in. Uh, they have um, strung together some losses here, has uh, has Iowa baseball. Uh, like I told you before, they uh, they lost to Auburn, Virginia, and Wichita State over the weekend. They did beat Northern Illinois on Tuesday uh, before they hit the road to uh, to Oxford. So, interesting test, especially with that arm. Um, this is a series that Ole Miss should win, though. Uh, quite frankly, after him, uh, again, the bullpen this past weekend was awful uh, for Iowa. Curious to see how Ole Miss hits. It's a team that seemingly has some pretty good bats as well. Good test for Ole Miss. We'll see if they can uh, rise to the occasion and keep this confident, just correct-looking play up. Really interesting series, and I'm excited to talk uh, with you guys about that coming up this weekend. Live chat tonight, uh, we'll talk about, at least we'll start with, the uh, the new proposed college football playoff model, the 14-team model, and how much I freaking hate it. So we'll talk about that tonight. If if you miss it, it'll be uploaded right here for this feed for you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I, uh, I appreciate you, as always, and I'll talk to you tonight, if not tomorrow. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.